Hello and welcome to the Missing Peas podcast. This is a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and soul, usually over a cup of tea. So I encourage you to pop your kettle on and join me with a brew. Thank you for listening. Hi, I'm just popping in, interrupting myself to intro the intro, because when I recorded this episode, I didn't realize this, but I've decided that this will be the end of season four. So this is like the season four finale. Um, You'd think that might be kind of an obvious thought when it's like the last episode of 2023, But that wasn't necessarily what I was thinking when I recorded. So I wanted to just let you all know that I'll take a bit of a season break here, have another kind of um, just a little bit of time to reflect and work out what to bring in for season five, which is insane. (laughs) So thank you, everybody, for listening. And yeah, all of your support and just all of the love and yeah, all of you <laughs> for um this season and for 2023, which yeah, has been a very different year to what I thought it would be. And I also know that my plan was, and I did say at the start of the season was to have more guests on the show, but I just didn't really have the energy to do that. There's some people lined up, but I just wanted to focus on more solo episodes. So yeah, uh, thank you for your grace as I flow (laughs) through the podcast and flow through life. And um, yeah, happy new year to you all. And do check out the meditation. It's a new year body-based meditation that is going to be released today as well. Um, It's about 15 minutes long and it's, it's really about helping you get will reflect on the year but through the feelings in your body and to then also feel into those feelings for the year ahead and be able to set intentions based on those because you know quite often I find that we we set intentions but we've not really thought of why exactly we've done them or like what's what's really true to us, what's really important to us. And if we can feel into our body, uh, then those kind of feelings and the emotions that are at the core of the things that we really want start to come up and then you can be guided by those. So yeah, would love to hear any feedback on any of this. And yeah, just sending you lots of seasons greetings. Is that too late to say? Because we're kind of out of Christmas, but it's still a season. So winter seasons greetings for you all. And I will see you all again for season five. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the last episode of The Missing Piece in 2023. And it is a proper stormy night outside. I hope you can hear it a little bit. Um, It's like, yeah, it's been really stormy here in the UK for a few weeks now. And I feel kind of like, I feel the, like the power of it. I feel empowered by it this evening and ready to record. And I don't usually record here, so it is a bit echoey and I do apologize for that, but I'm just recording it in my living room, just sort of snuggled up on the sofa in a blanket with my brew. And, um, yeah, just feeling like I want to be cozy while I share this because it's funny when I don't record for a couple of weeks, I get nervous about recording. And I also feel really, I feel like this episode, well, I keep getting the feeling that it's very self-indulgent, but 
I just, I really wanted to share the kind of five biggest learnings, lessons, reminders, epiphanies. That's not five of each of those, by the way, you're not getting like 20 things. Um, But I just wanted to share sort of the five biggest, yeah, things, I guess, that I've learned this year. Oh, and that's my book falling off my lap. And it's quite, um, it's a bit of an impromptu recording, but I just felt like I wanted to share it now because I was just doing a little bit of reflecting just to set the scene um, or what was the scene about an hour ago. I was having my dinner and um, I'm getting close to my period and I always feel like I want to just kind of um, dive into my emotions and cry sometimes. And so I put on, often put on like a kind of um, romantic film that are a sad romantic film really they're the best you know those ones um with some sort of tragedy and put something on and just yet feel the feels I really I really quite like doing that it feels very cathartic it feels like that's what um, my body wants and so I was doing that and then it kind of evolved into this um like deep reflection on the year really and I've been thinking about it a lot over the last couple of weeks anyways um and, you know, I'd be lying if I didn't say I reflect on every single moment of my life, I guess. That is my go-to to reflect on things. But yeah, I um, have been focusing on it recently. So I kind of had these ideas in mind. They've been coming through. But yeah, I just thought I'd kind of collect them all, grasp them now whilst I'm feeling it before I feel um, or I lose this kind of this moment as such. And that's kind of always how I like to record. And um, then I'll share like five five, I don't, did I write five? No, like a, a couple of um, more lighthearted, just funny experiences, uh, situations this year that I've, um, yeah, really enjoyed. Um, and I'm also going to record because <laughs> two reasons. I really like the idea of, of what I want to record as a kind of like a little reflective meditation on the new year. That's quite body-based. It's not going to be too long. Um, but also probably because I feel a bit guilty and the people-pleasing side of me wants to release something after this, which feels like, how can this provide anything for anybody? So um, let's give back with the meditation. <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, where would I start? So I've, as usual, written really awful notes to read, but I was thinking just before, do you know what? This year, I just, it has gone so fast and so much has happened. And at times I felt so deep in it, like deep in the present moment where it's felt like nothing will change and it's felt really intense. Um, but really when I look back, I just feel like my feet haven't touched the ground this year at all. And Oh, and like not in a bad way, just as in there's been so much change physically and then how that impacts mentally and spiritually and so on. Um, I thought I just want to ground. Like that's probably the first time in my whole life where I'm like, I just want to ground and not have a crazy amount of change. Oh, that was a bit of an intense sip. But yeah, and so I wanted to start that off by talking about a word of the year, which I always find a really cool practice to do because it kind of is just easy to remember and sum up the feeling of what you want to feel in a year. So word of year, you know, you're choosing the word, the the theme, the focus on for that year. And um, so that can be based on look, reflecting on the previous year to see what you would like to change and what you would want to embody, I guess. And my word for 2023 was empowerment. 
and I'd kind of forgotten about it until the last couple of months and I had a vision board that when me and my ex split up back in March, my vision board went into the storage container. So I hadn't seen it until a couple of weeks ago when I got it back because um, my ex has moved. And so I got it because he's been in the storage container. And um, it was just a kind of a week or so beforehand when he mentioned, you know, that that was one part of something um, that I'd left in there. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get the vision board back. And I was in such a different place, physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, when I created that vision board, yet I've achieved that feeling of empowerment. And it's just insane that it happened in a way that I didn't think it would happen. I had so many different ideas of what that might look like. And I think that, you know, this is outside of my five biggest lessons of this year. So here's a bonus one, I guess. <laughs> Look at you guys. But yeah, just that feeling of realizing that you can choose the feeling that you want, but you have to let go of what it's going to look like and trust the process. And that's why I think a word of the year is really good because it reminds you of the main reason why you're choosing something. And that's because you want to feel a certain way if you're calling something in, like, you know, I don't know if you want to call in a new job, why are you calling in a new job? Because you feel like that job will make you feel a certain way um, because we're very much feeling beings as much as we might not often realize it but we, um, we're very in, in tune with that and essentially if we think about everything that we sort of I guess are striving for, choosing, have in life, um, what we want, it's all about the feeling. So yeah, that was really interesting. And I'd drawn a few things, actually, I've not drawn for a while, but I'd drawn a few things for the vision board. And it's really interesting that they just feel so apt. But it ha I just, I couldn't have had that vision board. And I remember I left it in the storage container. Um, because I just wasn't ready to face it at the time when I moved earlier on in the year and that was perfect because getting it a couple of weeks ago was just when I needed it when I could feel that like oh yeah that happened whereas if I've got that way back in the year I'd have been like they're just a little bit too fragile I think to see it as you know I would trust it and think right yeah I totally will get to that but I don't see how that will be now but yeah I really feel like that and so yeah that's kind of it leads on to my first point, but just before I get into that, I wanted to share my year, uh, my word for next year, which is integration. And like I said, I just feel like my feet haven't touched the ground this year. And I'm somebody who I lean into change quite a lot. I quite like change and I can get, yeah, I mean, I can't even tell you how many jobs I've had in the past couple of years. I could, I could you know, add them up, but it's quite a few, you know. I'm on technically, I guess I'm on my third job of the year because I started this year in one job, which finished in February, started a new job then, and then started the job that I'm in now um, in July. So yeah, change is not something that I necessarily fear, but it's usually change that I want to choose, you know, uh, as as is for all of us. But yeah, it's um, something that's been, change is quite a constant in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, because, you know, if change feels always quite jarring and different, but actually it's just constant. And that is again, one of my lessons that I'll go to but but yeah integration felt really good because I just feel like I want to all the things that I've learned this year and all the things that I've cultivated I just I want to ground in a little bit more so yeah first point the first thing that I've like it's just the biggest thing the most amazing 
realization that I've had this year and probably for a very long time. And I realized this a couple of weeks ago and I just was like, oh my God, I trust myself. I actually back myself. I back myself. And guys, honestly, you would not believe the journey that I've been on to get to that place. I could not have said that probably any other time in my life because I've never really trusted myself. Um, I just to kind of think about, we'll give you just some, some examples, I guess, um, of times when like I've made a decision and it's maybe not been quite the right decision, you know? Um, but you know, I see it now as like, all right, cool. Yeah. I learned from that. And, um, that's just what I, I chose with the tools that I had at the time and the knowledge I had at the time and that's okay. But historically, uh, the way that I've always dealt with that is number one, fuck's sake, I made the wrong decision again. What the hell, like, how have I managed to do that? Um, why have I gone wrong again? Just, I'm so stupid. I can't believe I did that. You know, a lot of self-deprecation and a lot of self-doubt. Um, and that was actually also quite tied to the fact that I often didn't listen to myself and my intuition, um, and made decisions based on probably what I thought people would want, um, or also what other people would tell me or suggest to do. Um, and I also would take any, um, comments or, you know, even constructive criticism about maybe things that I'd done at any point in my life really personally, um, even if they were not went that way. And I just kind of, cause I just really didn't trust myself. I really didn't think that the things that I was choosing to do in my life, you know, um, I just didn't think I had, had it in me. I was just like, I'm just not knowledgeable enough. I'm not clever enough. I'm not, um, yeah, I'm just, I was just wrong. <laughs> Everyone else is better than me. And that honestly, it's been such a big feature in my life. And when I realized this, I just had such a beautiful, like just moment of, of, I guess, ecstasy. Honestly, it was just such a big release. I think that's just one of the biggest things that I wanted to get to. And about a week ago, I was sharing this with a friend in a cafe and, um, she just said, asked like, how are you, like, how's life at the moment? And I didn't know I was going to talk about this, but that's what I started talking about. And I started crying and I mean, she's amazing. She's such a, like a, a space holder and she's very, you know, new in my life as a person. Um, but is, is just incredible. And, um, if you're listening, you know who you are. Thank you. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was just a really lovely moment. Um, obviously a little bit embarrassed cause like I'm crying in public and, and so on. And there was that fear of looking emotional and whatnot, but, um, yeah, it's, it's, I've come a long way to get to that. And so that has been the biggest thing that I wanted to share really about my year. And, um, just this realize realization that if you really lean into yourself and into, um, giving yourself space when you are making a decision or you're doing whatever it is in life, the more you lean into that, then my dog's in the move. Um, then the more you'll trust yourself and back yourself because you've listened to actually what's there rather than kind of not not leaning into it. So I think quite often we don't fully lean into what we feel is right for us. And then we do make decisions that aren't quite informed by ourselves, our intuition, our body, our mind. Um, so it, it does take having to do that, but I do genuinely fully believe rather than just saying it, but fully believe that we have everything within us to make a decision that is exactly right for us in that moment to make choices um, 
that are that are just for the kind of highest good of all, I guess. Um, and even if they don't work out, you know, you learn from them, you grow from them, you, you, you know, you had what you had at the time when you decided to make that decision or whatever. So, so yeah, it's, um, I think it's about leaning into the self-trust, knowing the self-trust is there and allowing it to come through. And yeah, that's just been, cause you send the podcast there. See you later. Bye. Mic drop. <laughs> and it leads into my second kind of biggest lesson of the year, which was to trust my body, trust your body, everybody. And what I mean by this, well, I mean a lot of things by this, but the main thing that I mean is that our body, I think, has an amazing ability to share, process and um, release emotions and feelings within our body. So just before this, when I had that little moment, of, I was watching the film and I got a bit teary and it was a moment of realising that I had this feeling, the worst way I could describe it is that I felt like heavy. I felt like I was going to sit in journal and my body was just like, no, you need to move. And I was like, I don't really want to move. And I'm like, I'm crying and, you know, and I want to journal out what I'm feeling. And then I was like, no, just listen to your body. So I got up and I just was moving around the living room, kind of like shaking out the heaviness, um, talking to myself a little bit. So releasing three words, I guess. I kind of even like just throwing some punches in the air. It was just like this, like, I just want to release this heaviness this holding of like so much that I don't need to hold anymore is what it felt like. But I couldn't, I couldn't really put words to it, which is quite often what we try and do. We try and, um, you know, kind of rationally process or think our way through, um, what we're feeling. And I think there's definitely a place for that, but sometimes I just think you've just got to trust your body and be like, whatever it wants me to do right now, let's do it. And so I did that for like a couple of minutes and it felt quite intense like I felt angry, I felt annoyed at myself, frustrated, just like, oh, let it all go. And then within a couple of minutes, I would just slow completely, so slow down and um, was just moving really, like walking really mindfully around the living room, kind of imagining, you know, or really feeling into each toe as it, as it um, touched the ground and yeah, I was losing my balance and stuff. So it was kind of fun. And within the space of like five minutes, I went on this whole kind of like emotional, genuinely an emotional roller coaster. But then the ride was over and I felt really like I felt really free and um, empowered from it. And if we don't do that, and I know that from myself, I'm sure other people will relate to this, but when we don't listen to what's there, we kind of push it down or we don't let it fully release. And sometimes we just can't think our way out of it. It ends up being stuck. It's kind of just stuck there. And I think that's where our body is so important. And um, the other massive part of releasing emotions for me has been dancing. And um, I dance like properly, <laughs> probably looks a bit crazy, you know, dancing around my living room. And then a couple of weeks ago, I started to go into the chakra dance, which has been really good, but it's kind of new and there's not that many people who go. And then I went to something called five rhythms, which I'd never been to before. And essentially it's, um, it's kind of like an evening of dancing, like an, how long are you there for? 
two hours, two hours, something like that, two and a half hours maybe. And um, you're kind of led through five rhythms, which are like five states essentially. Um, And just the music resonates with them. So, you know, I don't remember the states completely, but you just trust your body and, and it goes through them. But imagining one that's kind of like a bit more fluid and then one that's a bit more kind of powerful one that's a bit more soft um yeah and there was an amazing lady who guides you through it if anybody's interested in finding out more about it they do have them every month look out for go on facebook and look for wave dance cumbria i think it is send me a message i'll give you the details because that was the most amazing experience it was the same high the same feeling that i was searching for from or since the first and only time i've been to an ecstatic dance evening and um, that was back in Cambodia in 2016 and I finally had that again and it was incredible it was just I, I couldn't even explain to you how much of a high I was on but also just the different emotions that were flowing from my body and how do you know how connected I felt to other people without having even spoken to them and that moves me on to the third thing which is that this year, I really want to cultivate mindful connections with people. And I've realized that mindful connections come in many forms. Pause for a brew. Dramatic silence. But yeah, I have realized that, again, looking back to what I was saying at the beginning, that we can have an idea of what we think a mindful, a meaningful connection is with somebody. Um, mindful as well, <laughs> as I was about to say. But yeah, we can have that and it doesn't have to be in the way that we think it's going to be. So earlier on this year, when um, I went through the kind of end of a relationship, I was like, I'm kind of like missing a person who is um, like a, a, a best friend as such, you know, I kind of had lost that. Um, lots of things to explore there. Uh, but but yeah, I was like, I just want to have someone in my life who's maybe in a similar place to me. So I was kind of looking for someone who was like a single female interested in going out, like walking in the fells, for example. And so I started working with this fell group, which was and has been amazing. And there have been many meaningful connections from that. But at the time, I also went onto this app. It was like Bumble, but a friend version. And I've talked about this before, so um, sorry if you've heard this already, but I went on there and um, I, you don't match on there, what do you do? Well, anyways, I've, anyways, me and this girl ended up meeting her, see if we would be friends. And honestly, that was, to me, it just didn't work. It didn't work, you know, just because of someone saying all these things on paper, it's not right. I just don't think that that was the right way for me to to make a friend as such um so so yeah trying to force it and trying to force this kind of friendship out of my mind didn't work but I've had so many meaningful connections I've honestly it's I have met so many people this year which I would not have done if I had not been through a breakup um term that I really like but just you get a bit bored of saying end of a relationship and a bit like twee I guess with that but but yeah I um wouldn't have met all these people if I'd not been put into this situation, which has been incredible, incredibly freeing. And I've had like, honestly, some of the deepest, most meaningful conversations with people that I've met for only like a few hours, um, met for like one night, kind of in a hostel, for example. I don't mean one night, like mm, one night uh, with that person that was like, you know, blew my mind. I don't mean like that. I mean, genuinely, it's just a real meaningful connection with somebody. And, um, and then dance has been a massive part of that as well, because like, 
I felt like I had such a meaningful connection that that part of me was that that was satisfied, that desire was satisfied. And that was, yeah, that was through the experience of dancing. And it was just so interesting at the end of it all, after we kind of did this like little release ceremony, because it was the winter solstice theme um, of it all. And then we were sort of standing around and I was like, oh, we've become, we've switched back into those, um, I felt in my mind, we switched back into the kind of this version of ourselves that we usually share with the world and we're all a little bit awkward around people when we're sober but when we're dancing we can be like so free um but yeah so that was incredible and also just meaningful connection to people that I've genuinely seen for a really short period of time like like I've had a conversation for a couple of minutes but I've taken something away from that and so it's been leaning into it coming in many different shapes and forms that human connection but also meaningful connection to so much to life to nature um to animals it's just been yeah really incredible but again about opening a mind to what that means really um and what the feeling is that you want and then because i've said these on a weird order what would that flow into <laughs> so it will flow into what would be um point number four and that is that i know i've mentioned this before but everything is impermanent it's so impermanent and that's beautiful and scary at the same time and I can reflect back on recording an episode which I'll tag below link below which was just after the breakup and I recorded and it was everything is impermanent I was in a very very different place at the time but I still feel the same and I still trust it and it has been one of the most reassuring realizations and knowings I guess um that I've ever really had and I've had this, I've had this um, experience of feeling that everything's impermanent for quite a few years now, probably ever since my first Vipassana meditation, which was 2017, um, having my second one this year, or going on my second one this year, my, yeah, the course, and yeah, it's been there, but you kind of can lose touch with it, but when you lean into it, you do, a couple of things happen, I think, so I think it helps you realise that everything is impermanent, but you have to let it flow. So it's like an energy, you know, everything, everything will move a bit. Like I was saying with the emotions, they're all energies. They are all flowing, but we have to let them flow because if we then focus too much on one thing, we can get ourselves feeling really stuck and we can stop that energy from moving. So say you're focusing so much on something that you're lacking in your life, or you feel to be lacking in your life, then your mind's focused on that and your energy won't open up to anywhere else or open up to any opportunities or options or choices that you could make um, because you're seeing it with a lack mindset. And believe me, I know that very, very well as well. Definitely had big moments of that this year, particularly around money. And yeah, it just, you get stuck and the energy gets stuck and it can't flow. Um, but if you start to lean into everything's impermanent and let it be there in its intensity, but let it flow then things move a lot more because things change all the time. We can't control the things that happen in our life, can we? Um, and it's the resistance to that, the amount of resistance that we put up to that, that causes discomfort, that, that causes disease, that causes suffering in our lives because we're trying to force an energy to go um, in a certain way or keep it in the same place. And that just doesn't work. You can't do that. Um 
it just doesn't and even if you're somebody out there who maybe doesn't really believe in this kind of whole idea of energy um then that's cool you know take what you want from this um what feels right and leave the rest but i would definitely say just consider how much how much resisting things and trying to control things really does serve us in life and thinking about the times when that yeah has been beneficial and when it hasn't been beneficial and yeah just just becoming aware of all that I suppose and the fifth thing that I wanted to mention was the biggest thing that I've learned this year and alongside all the other four I'm obviously tired I'm saying strange things but it's to choose discomfort over over the easiest path, should I say, choose the more difficult path sometimes, the path which you're scared of and lean into discomfort to grow your comfort zone, all them kind of phrases, lean into it. So this year, well, starting last year, a couple of the things that I've done are that I went sober um, and that I don't drink at all anymore, not on any social occasions. And they that, that has been quite challenging. But at the same time, the more I've lent into that, I've realized a couple of things. In that I, I used to always rely on alcohol to have confidence, but actually when you remove the alcohol, you have the confidence there because you're not having to wait for, for it to kick in with alcohol. You just tap into it being there. I, that's what I think anyways, you tap into the true essence of, of yourself. That's been massive. And um, within my job as well, I've I've started a job that has been, for the first time in my life, something that I've um, found very satisfying and um, challenging because, you know, we, we, we can fear the things that we want to learn and do and grow into, can't we? Um, and that has involved some group speaking um, and going to lots of different places and meeting lots of different people. And, you know, I guess me worrying a lot about what people think of me. So going back to that point about learning to back myself, all of these situations um, I realized that you just have to lean into them and lean into the discomfort and see that they are a teacher right there. And so in the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, I wonder what that person thinks of me. They don't like me. Um, I wish I'd said that different thing, you know, all the things that you usually think, but because I've ended up in quite a lot of them situations to what I'm used to, I just got to the point where I was like, I am causing my own suffering here. So when I'm trying to control something, I'm trying to make something work a certain way. And I'm also doubting myself. Um, but then realizing that actually that is all just a punishment in my own mind. And so, yeah, discomfort is an amazing teacher if you let it be. And so I just kind of began to let go of what people think of me as much. And, you know, it's still there sometimes, but it's so much less than it ever has been. Um, and that's in the moments when I learned to back myself to go, do you know what? I'm in a job that I want to be in and I've been scared of doing this type of work for a long time because you're kind of, um, you're going to be seen and you will make decisions that you wish had been different and you will make mistakes in inverted commas, I guess. Um, and that is part of you taking on this role that you want to take on. You have to learn and grow and, you know, get into uncomfortable situations and I thought no I'm ready for it this I'm not going to let these feelings stop me from doing what I want to do so I've lent into it and 
that's where the trust has come from. And that's where the letting go of what people think about me has come from. And yeah, just learning that the path of discomfort is often the one which is going to bring us, yeah, a real deeper connection to ourselves. It's going to bring us a deeper connection to our worth. It's going to help us release perhaps thoughts, feelings, conditionings that we might have had for a very long period of time. So, so yeah, wherever the discomfort is, just have a think about whether that is going to free you. So there's my five biggies, just to kind of finish it all off with some more lighthearted things that I guess happened this year. Things that have just been, I just described them as magical. Everything's magical, but just like random things. Now, this is such a weird one to start with, but I've not told anyone this, right? And I took out my tongue piercing. Shut the front door. You're like, why is, why are you telling me this? So I've had this tongue piercing for about 16 years and I had my tongue pierced, should I say, for 16 years. And I always attached it a lot to my identity. Even more recently, I'm like, I'm the quirky person with the tongue piercing, you know, trying to kind of um, get people to see me in a certain way, worrying about all that kind of stuff. Um, and this year it's when the dentist has said to me, it's kind of rubbing against your gums and causing recession. And I'm like, mm, yeah, okay. So he was like, why don't you try, um, if you don't want to take it out, try like um, a plastic um, ball on it. So I was like, right, I'll try that. And it was just uncomfortable, but I was resistant because I was like, I want to keep my tongue piercing. Um, and eventually I was just like, why are you doing this? Why are you damaging your gum for a piece of metal in your tongue? And so I took it out and I haven't told anybody and never once mentioned it. And it's been a couple of months. And so I just wanted to confess that on the air. There you go. <laughs> so the second thing I want to say is that I've really tapped into crafts, which I would never have thought I would have enjoyed, like craft making, is that the phrase? But like I've made a lot of Christmas presents this year. I've made a lot of like Christmas decorations. Um, they've been the main things, yeah, kind of like a few rag wreaths um, as presents. Uh, and these are the kind of um, types of things that I didn't think I ever liked. I, I enjoyed art when I was younger and I could see myself as someone who who likes to draw, but not really to craft. But actually I've just really enjoyed making things and my creativity coming through. And I made this kind of like um, map thing, this idea that came to my mind for a friend for a present. So I went with that. And so that's been really cool and fun. So I've really enjoyed that. I've also realized this year and nah, fuck it. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I am a Swifty. I've never been a Swifty before, you know, a Taylor Swift fan, but this year I have been and it all started off about album Midnight's because that came, it was really interesting. I started listening to that probably about a month before um, me and my ex split up and it's like my soul was, was knowing what was coming and that album really was taking me into it and um yeah so I listened to that a lot um and then just started to really appreciate appreciate the last really uh, and she turns out that's she's top of my um Spotify like uh, listens artists but I I wouldn't necessarily say so but at the same time I have in like obsessively listened to Snow on a Beach by Taylor Swift and Lana Del Rey even though I hated it when I first heard it so yeah that was a big one and yeah, the last kind of random one this year that I never thought I would do is that I got into Vinted, uh, you know, which um, if, if for people who don't know, that's like a, um, a 
it's an app where you can buy and sell things, essentially secondhand stuff, whatever. Uh, and so I sold quite a few clothes, quite a few books and had a very successful couple of weeks, which was interesting. Not really doing it so much now, but um, it's just the sort of selling part of it. Never something I thought I would do, but actually quite uh, enjoyed. Yeah. So yeah, that's just, that's just like um, a bit of more like a lighthearted summary to, to cap off all that amazing wisdom that I shared in the beginning. I would love to know what your lessons have been this year, what you've learned, how you're reflecting, any just like more fun or unexpected things that have happened. And um, yeah, any kind of comments on this episode, how you found it. And I will, yeah, I'll share the meditation and I'll share them. These Well, you'll see it anyways, because they're both going to come out on the same day. So I hope you enjoy that experience and it is supportive for you. I hope this has been supportive for you as much as I worry about the self-indulgent side. Um, and I just wish you all a very happy new year. Um, focusing on intentions, not resolutions. And I will link an episode below that I recorded probably a couple of years ago now on on the importance of of that, uh, focusing on intentions, not resolutions and how we can do that as well. So yeah, wishing you all a very mindful, peaceful and joyful 2024. Uh, see you on the other side. Bye-bye. Just before you go, I wanted to say another big thank you for listening. And if you would be able to support the podcast, I would really ask this favor of being able to share the episode or the podcast or to rate on Spotify or even review on Apple, as these are great ways to get my podcast out there to more people. I'm not on social media anymore sharing my podcast. So your support is really, really vital. Thank you so, so much. And there are other links below if you want to explore my Substack letter or even to buy me a tea. Thank you, everyone. Bye.